Hey, Danny. Okay, Wait. cool. Wait, whoa, yeah. yeah. This is even better. This is even better. Go. What? No, we're doing an intro. We're what doing you, an intro. What, what Val? Yeah, yeah, you just interrupted. No, please go ahead. Please go. <laughs> Let All us right. know what was so important that yeah. you had to interrupt our as, intro. As our guest, you're traditionally allowed to, like, you know, interject and whatever. I mean, your content's going to be better than ours anyway. It's so. fair. Look, I'm just curious now. Are we talking about the WAP? <laughs> Dude. You know that I'm always talking about web. All right. All right. I'll mute again. Beautiful. <laughs> On that note, Danny, I'm going to let you pick the topic because I always pick the topics. Uh, but just please don't choose anything that is not 40K related or maybe Warhammer Fantasy. Um, what is your chosen topic? Uh, wait, like for the whole episode? Yeah, for, for the majority of it. Oh, okay. Wait, so I'm not allowed to talk about Warhammer Fantasy? Is that what you're saying? Perf- I, I'm Preferably not. confused me. Okay. Um, so in this episode, uh, to, today, uh, that we're, fi- that we're filming and recording, we're actually just recording cause I couldn't work out oh. the filming part. <laughs> Look, not all of us fuck. are as skilled. Uh, if I, if I, wait, are wait, you wait. sure it's recording? Hold, hold on a second here. Let's just. We were going a little long uh, on that old intro there, so we had to kind of cut it off there. Uh, welcome to Mob Rules, back for the second time in one month. What the fuck? What the fuck are we even doing on this one here? <laughs> I don't know, man. Holy cow. Uh, I'm John, joined as always by... Danny. And hey, Danny, uh, the very special request um, of yeah. a certain someone, I uh, guess we have on. We'll, we'll let you know who the guest is in a little bit here. Oh, I came you're... up with the topic, by the way. Oh, you did? We were doing the intro, yeah. What yeah, was your, we're talking about Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah, no, I mean we could, but I mean <laughs> it's it's what it is. Um, but yeah, our, our guest today um, actually hates any podcast that talks about what they've been doing in games played, um, and, and lets us know, uh, like, hey, I started listening, but <laughs> like you started talking about what you're doing, so we're not going to talk about that. Okay. That's fair. If, if I only... didn't do anything exciting anyway. So. Ah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we do nothing exciting anymore. Got um, so, yeah, hey, we're just going to wait for like one second here for Val to put that cheesy in his mouth. Hey, Val, how you doing? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> What's up? Dude, it feels like forever since we sat and talked in a I know, like... Google Chrome-based <laughs> chat room. <laughs> Yes, Maybe and I'm not muted, day. so now I can now I can talk. <laughs> That's what you can do when you're not muted. That's the great. Uh, and then for those of you who don't know, Val is, is not only the creative overlord of the Frontline Gaming Network, but also the producer of our show, Grim After Dark. Um, mm-hmm. And every week That's we I've record. Been holding you, I've been holding your hand for months now. And you're like, please stop, just get better, and then I won't have to hold your hand anymore. I feel like I feel like you guys have stayed the same. I've gotten better, and that's made the show. Way start better. to start to reach its potential for sure. Uh, what what people because might people not can know. actually hear and see it, which is nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we always not all the time, yeah. But like most of the time, as long as Nick's not on, then we're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that, I feel like that was a, that was a seminal moment in Grim After Dark, though. It was great. I feel like I feel like the uh, meltdown in progress uh, was <laughs> was a necessary step 
in the evolution great. of that show. And it's now oh, sure. uh, a complete scene that you can just throw in at any time. So regardless of what <laughs> happens or we just can't talk, you can just throw that on up there with some nice hold music. That's uh, true. I'm kind of surprised it doesn't happen every episode. But, you fair. know, hey, look, that's, uh, we're, we're doing better. That's well, fair. it was just, you know, Nick spilled his bong on my computer. And <laughs> <laughs> got a little, went a little sideways. If the bong was so large, it went from Florida to Canada and just <laughs> spilled all over. It's a real fuck money from uh, Patreon, uh, from Art of oh. War. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, we can swear this one. We, we made jokes huh? last time about how much we could say naughty words. Um, you know, I think Reese describes his desires on, um, on the network as PG-13. Uh-huh. So you know we we don't have to bleep everything, but I think I think bleeping is funnier. It I is. Like, I like. I think it's. I think it's a lot funnier. Tyler does real good. I think there should be a special Patreon tier for FLGN where they just get to hear your mic track kind of condensed down from producing. Um, <laughs> so like all they can hear is like, move on, stop talking about it. no, 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 no. Make him it's stop. It's mostly just me laughing obnoxiously <laughs> and occasionally asking a selfish question. It's basically oh, it. I, I like that the uh, the guests for some reason understand the that the audience can't hear me. I like that. <laughs> it because, is like I'll, I'll talk and like they so far no one's been like, well, Val, you know that's a good point. So <laughs> <laughs> unlike us who have done that multiple times. multiple times. <laughs> we just respect you too much to not answer you, whereas they don't respect you it's at true. all, and they're uh-huh, just ignoring uh-huh. you the whole time. That's but, gross. Don't, don't be like that, guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll be better. But yeah, <laughs> the reason we're <laughs> there, we go. Uh, the reason we brought Val on though is recently he got very excited about WAP, as many people did. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Danny equally excited about WAP. Uh, me very confused about WAP. Uh, <laughs> as you have been for years. <laughs> for years, yeah, having never seen it in person before. So. And you know I haven't. And you guys were talking, it was very kind of community driven. And it took, you know, yes. it's not just one person. Uh, you need well, a, a village. It takes a village. It. Yeah. It does. In this case, a village in the empire. That's correct. Uh, an empire in, in the uh, colloquially termed the world that was and always will be. It's true. Is it always going to be if it's blown up? We're talking about the old world. Uh, you asked yeah. the F up. There's, there's been like a few <laughs> different right. versions. Is a sh- shot is a swear word where I'm from. <laughs> there's been a few renditions since uh, War uh, Games Workshop killed the old world and uh, moved away mm-hmm. from Warhammer Fantasy to Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was like Ninth Age, I think, was one of them there. Yeah. Um, there was some yeah. sadists who just uh, kept on playing the existing edition uh, of the Warhammer. Cool. Which hot take? So, yeah. so just little background on on why why are we talking about Warhammer Fantasy? Well, for I have tremendous ADHD, and I had a lot of things I had to do uh, in the last couple of weeks. So rather than do those things, I thought I'd read and listen to as much Warhammer Fantasy content as I possibly could. So Thank I God have for just the mountain. Pardon? Thank God for the mountain, right? Like right. Hey, dude. this is the best mini wargaming content I think I've ever seen. It's, it's not really on many wargaming, so that's probably why. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, so that leads nice. me to a, a thing I want to maybe uh, said here. I, I have this thing where I've always noticed that, like, all the compet- like competitive 40k guys uh, used to play fantasy and kind of reluctantly switched to 40k. And even so, like, the, the Gaming with the Mountain channel uh, is shot by, by the, the Mountain. Um, he is he is an anthropomorph 
Pacific Mountain. It's not a person. He, he's, <laughs> he is not a man. <laughs> um, and uh, they shoot in one of the studios um, uh, where my parents met, actually, in the basement of that place. I believe I told that anecdote on this very show. No way. What? You did not so, tell that. Did I not tell that? Maybe that was, maybe I told Steve, I don't know who I told that. Mini Wargaming is obviously in Welland, Ontario, obviously. Uh, of course. A, okay. a, yeah, former, of course. a former steel and pipe mill town, uh, which my mother's family was from. And my, uh, they, as a steel town, they, um, oh, you guys don't know what the NDP is. doesn't matter. Look, there was a political campaign. The headquarters of the political campaign was in the basement of a flower shop. That flower shop used to be where Mini Wargaming now is. My parents oh. met there. So, there sorry, and I just want to make sure I understand. You were conceived in the basement where <laughs> Mini, Mini Wargaming is? Yes, on top <laughs> of the mountain. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, this has been a long segue to try and get back to the, f- the point I was trying to make, which is like even on that bastion of we wouldn't be caught dead trying to win a game. Um the mountain and in his little sub channel here, every game is, I wouldn't call it like clearly they're not tournament tuned, but every game is about is set up under the, the pretext of trying to win it, which sure. is foreign to me in that context. <laughs> so uh, I've been impressed. So I just wonder like fundamentally, Danny, whoever the other guy is, what's that's our producer. Is, is that something that's true? What was fantasy fundamentally more of a competitive game, more of a more of oh, a tournament man. style rule set? So it couldn't. It, it was and it wasn't. Uh, like I, I think that it definitely had a, a a really big competitive following. I mean, so uh, for example, like one event that I always went to, like every single year, um, and this was one of several events in California. I went to Quake City Rumble every year. Um, which was usually about a hundred person tournament. Um, and what, what era would have this been? When would have this happened? So this would have been, let's see, uh, in like between 2009 and the year that fantasy died. So that was that like 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and this is North of the 49th parallel. No, this was, was in California. Yeah. Oh, California. California. Oh, yeah. Okay. So California had a big event. Uh, there was at least, I mean, you know, you had several hundred plus person events every single year for fantasy easily. Yeah. Plus they had a master circuit, um, which was, yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> I made a screw face there, everybody. What what that means is I went, <laughs> <laughs> master, that master circuit, a, like a, like a, like a higher tiered. Yeah, so you had circuit? To, yeah. Yeah. So they did it for a couple of years where you had to qualify uh, based on regional performance, and then you would be selected as a yeah as a person from your region to go to this big masters event in the southeast. Um, was this and was this an independently organized thing, or was this a, yeah. a, a Games Workshop thing? No, no, it was in most everything was independently organized for Fantasy by the end because Games Workshop stopped releasing content for Fantasy more or less. And imagine um, porting that over to like 40k, where only the top one or two people per state were invited to go to this yeah. tournament. Uh, what was it called? Ma- like Warhammer Fantasy Masters? Yeah, it was a master. It was uh, the United. It's the U.S. Masters. Isn't that a tennis well, tournament? Well, it was. So the idea was stolen from. Uh, they had Masters events in the U.K. and also in Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in Australia was also they invited people from New Zealand as well. Well, but, you uh, know, just to be polite, they were. Yeah, um, and so they had their own ranking systems. Uh, 
uh, like there was Fields of Blood, which did a ranking system, I believe, um, for Fantasy Battle. And then I, I forgot what the name of the other ranking system was. Um, but I think they still use it for Ninth Age, uh, which is another kind of like Fantasy Battle spinoff. Although now like it's unrecognizable from its former, almost unrecognizable from its former like roots, which was really heavily based in Warhammer Fantasy. They split a bunch of the stats up and really made a bunch of changes. There's not any fluff that kind of like backs the kind of old old world fluff which is one of the most attractive parts about warhammer fantasy to me mm. um uh but mm. uh what do you man, think do they did that because like ninth age kind of came along as like well you can stop our game but we'll keep playing it and we'll fix the rules to yeah, now well, where you have this sort of thing where it's like not even warhammer anymore fear well, of I, decent assists i have to assume yeah yeah i think i think it had to do with uh like they were like hey we're gonna make our own thing now like actually so, fgw i guess i don't know may may i John, I, I noticed you trying to host a little earlier. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grab the reins here for a hot second because I just want to put us into some context here because no, no, this is an absurd topic. This is an absurd topic for a podcast. A 40k a year, podcast. 2021. A 40k podcast, nonetheless. Absurd. It's <laughs> a game that's been dead for six years, uh, and it was probably dead more or less. In the, in the popular view, uh, before that, even, uh, hence why they exploded Wasn't it. Wasn't the rumor that, like, the paint range was outselling Warhammer Fantasy at the end? Ah, I heard I the popsicle stand was doing better than Fantasy towards the end. That's exactly like, what I said. If you if you don't release any content <laughs> or support for a game, like, it's probably yeah. not going to do well. So. Oh, man. Bro. So this is the thing, like I've been going deep on the history of all this stuff, like how it all got rolled out and like just the looking at the model release release pace and stuff like so there's a uh, there was sixth edition, which was uh, I'm looking at Dan and make sure I'm not regurgitating this wrong, but sixth edition was the cleave. It was like um, Warhammer third, second to third. They sort of rebooted the whole thing and came out with uh Ravening Hordes, which was like sort of index 40k when they did the seventh, eighth transition. So basically a full reboot. And then they took like, it it looked like 10 years or so. Like it was, it was a long ass time that they were in sixth edition. I guess, no, it was like five or six years that they're in sixth edition. It was was a good amount of time. I don't even think they got through all the books. And then they went to seventh edition and they had like this, by the way, this really reminiscent of what we're going through right now. Right. Uh, because they go to seventh edition and they have massive power escalation from like the sixth books, the seventh books, and then they just bleed. They just dribble the books out, just dribble it all over their pants for a number of years. Uh, I've read that the core rules are really good for seventh. I know nothing about yeah, this, but I agree with that, that. But that the books, because they were so uh, spaced out, that it was just like the game was just off balance for a long time. Until eighth, which again, I've I've, I've read fairly nice game, uh, good game, and then um, almost fully updated, and then this really exciting <laughs> campaign series called the End Times, which, as an outsider, I've always found it funny to me that no one saw it coming. Well, right. like, right? No, and fair enough, right? Like, I think people were like, "Oh, cool, it'll be a new world," right? But like. It'll still be square bases, right? Like mm-hmm. it always has been for the last thirty years. 
And uh, yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> I guess. So like just jumping in on this here and like, Val, I'll let you continue the hosting here. Cause you're doing a great job of it. No, um, no I'm off, six... off the, I saw the hurt in your eyes. <laughs> from the mic somebody that that I just, is I, didn't, I sometimes i don't realize that my words have uh, power there, there's no there's no hurt and this, this you sh- have no power here <laughs> this show this show is very much less structured uh let alone like i don't even have a um uh what's the word notes um but anyway uh-huh. so six edition came out 2007 2006 how much do you think the fact that gw at this point was just like swimming in pools of lord of the rings money um, well, well, led to them. That's not accurate. Sixth edition came out in like the early 2000s. Seventh yes. edition came out in 2006. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So six came out 2000. Wasn't updated yeah. for six years till 2006. Like I said, do you think some of that can be attributed to the fact that they were just kind of swimming in like Tolkien money? And how fascinating is it just that they took on the Tolkien license when they had a fantasy game? <laughs> I don't, I do. I remember at the time as a kid being like, well, what about fantasy? Like, you know, like it was, and it's not only that, but like fantasy at the time was kind of like a lower fantasy, much like Tolkien yeah. is. Like there's magic in it because obviously Warhammer is largely lifted from um, Tolkien. Tolkien. Um, Tolkien. And, uh, but, and uh, yeah, so I, it, it always seems strange. They kind of, they, they kind of, sp- split their 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 user base between people who like their ip and tolkien ip mm-hmm. yeah and you know it was seemed it seemed like it was a head scratcher and then they um the other thing though guys i think something super important uh, to point out is because we we're talking about how shitty it sold however uh the launch of sixth edition corresponds with the last and also third edition reboot but the, the specific the launch of Warhammer Sixth Edition, so that reboot of fantasy, corresponds with the last biggest rally of GW stock since since uh, well before uh, the Eighth Edition rally uh, that resulted in the astronomical valuations of uh, of Games Workshop now. But in those days, like I think I was looking at the charts, something like it like quadrupled or so or quintupled, which is nothing compared to what it's done these days. But right. still, it was a massive boon. Like there, there's clearly their sales were doing very, very well. Yes, they had the new line money as well. So Games Workshop's chugging, and then something happened in 2007, 2008, 2009. I can't remember exactly what it was, but kind of. Oh, I know up. exactly what it was. Go, go ahead. There were four army books that, well, no, three army books that came out that just totally broke the game. So Drakari, um, Admac. What was the other one? So funny story. It was Dark Elves, Chaos Demons, and Vampire Counts. Oh, there was another armor. Uh, there was another army book. Actually, it was a campaign supplement. I think it was called uh, Global Financial Crisis. Oh, uh, sure, okay. fair, fair. Uh, just reset the whole thing. Like it was nuts. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, uh, but that that broke the game. It ruined the game. That it's broke a- its back, and they had to. They basically because seventh edition didn't last very long, honestly. Um, on like. Really, I think it lasted until 2009. Yeah, because 09 is 8th edition. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then... I've even seen people talking about how, um, like, playing... And this is actually a really cool perspective, I find, like, reading about a game that no longer is trapped in this schizophrenic, like, constantly, constant state of evolution and churn. Mm -hmm. So, like, which is, you know, what it's like playing, um, you know, a living game, like, you know, 40K or AOS now. Sure. These games are set in stone, right? These editions are written, they're done, they've been shipped. People have been playing them for decades in some cases. 
And like, so it's been interesting to see like how, you know, you can sort of pick and choose. And I've always thought of old hammers like super lame. Like, fuck, why don't you play a dead game? And since for some reason I got interested in this, it's, it's cool. Like I, I ordered some books off the internet. Like I, I have a copy of the, the eighth <laughs> edition monster rule book. And it was cool when yeah. I opened the box and thinking like, this will never be out of date. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this is the book, you know, like old world will come, but like, because of the way that this game was destroyed and, you know, it has its fans that play the different editions. Like this edition is a thing that has its pros and its cons and it sort of sits on its own. And I think that's kind of neat. Um, yeah. And I was, the reason I was even rambling about that was just that like seventh edition core rules are, are viewed as a very favorable upgrade to the sixth edition core rules. And so I've even seen things like people who play uh, with a seventh edition core rule set with sixth edition books. Sure. Well, I thought was just neat. I mean, they, I don't, I don't think they got all through all the books in uh, to seventh. I don't know if that, I don't know if everybody made the jump. Oh yeah. Skaven was really bad too. Uh, they didn't get a new army book in eighth. Skaven and Bretonians got left behind, so they still have seventh edition army books and eighth edition. But Skaven had uh, end times content. They didn't have a. They book. sure did, but they did not have a new codex or a new army book. So yeah. wait, hey, wait! You have your own soundboard too. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen Police Academy? Heck yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say that was, that was my uncle. <laughs> Your uncle was the dude from Three Men and a Baby? Uh, no. Steve Gutenberg? That explains Steve so Gutenberg. much. Yeah. Uh, no, he was actually Bobcat Goldthwait. Right? Ah, I love Warhammer. <laughs> that is all, by the way, guys. That is all a soundboard. Val is no yeah. way making these noises. That was voice around. modulation technology. So what you're saying, Danny, is the end times, like Skaven, was it end times Thanquil or whatever it might be, came out. And they didn't even have like a modern eighth edition book for fantasy. No, they did not. So, so like as an outsider, like I wasn't like I played fantasy like around sixth edition a little bit. Whether it was the Bretonian um, Lizardman book, was fifth. Was that fifth? Cool. That was uh, fifth. That's, that's when it, like that's that's what got me into GW like completely. So as an outsider, like I always thought the end time books looked amazing, like the stories they were telling oh. and things that were wrapping up. How much yep. do you think the story got in the way of the game? If that makes sense to you. Uh, I don't. I guess. Can you clarify your cl- question no, a little bit? No, I can't. I mean, <laughs> annoyingly vague. Then, then John, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> of course you don't. But no, like so, like they they had this amazing story to tell, and sure. so like yeah, they're like there's a Skaven book where there's been no Skaven rules forever. Like which part of that was completely like narratively driven rather than putting in like other factions or, or focusing on other things like that? You can see by the way, just to interject, Skaven were the last book of seventh. So actually I remember reading this uh, where um, where the, it was already sort of seemed to be written uh, with, with sort of that step up in mind, yeah. kind of like, uh, you know, the end of eighth Space Marines. My lights are flickering in a creepy way wow. right now. I was just keep mentioning this Skaven. That's the that was, the, that was the ghost of Warhammer Fantasy coming to <laughs> rattle their chains. <laughs> well, so, yeah. And, and that book kind of fit a little bit better into 8th. It still wasn't perfect. I think they had like a, they had something crazy like a 6 or 7 page FAQ for Skaven. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, like that, but uh, they never got the new like, 
formatted army books, which were all hardbound instead of softbound and full mm. color instead of uh, uh, black and white. With one, with a few, with a few color pages attached. Oh wow, that was a that was a technological advance in two thousand nine. Yeah, wow. People rag on GW for like being behind the times and not going digital. That's the hardcover of an eighth edition book. <laughs> in case you guys had, case you guys wondered what that might sound like. I was say for people who are like ragging on GW for not going digital and being behind the times when it comes to books, like you're showing it's, it's color. It's been forever. They just went <laughs> right. to color twelve years ago. <laughs> And I guarantee there was at least four meetings discussing the merits of going hardback and color for their $60 books. Four meetings. Yeah. They, there's they probably, cut there's probably like a war of the roses inside. Someone, someone named Charles lost his head. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't like this edition of fantasy though. The reason why like it's all the books are now credited as like the GW design team now. What like, Oh no, that no. was seventh. Was that seventh? Yeah. Seventh yeah, edition 40 K. Well, uh, no, I was going to say, I, I think, I think it's partially because of fantasy. I think partially fifth edition 40 K. Cause like Gav Thorpe wrote the dark elf book and was like, he panned hard for writing that. And then Matt Ward wrote the demon code of the demon army book. And that was like the worst book ever written for, D- for this game. Didn't like, they have to rewrite the game for the book? That's what I basically like, heard. It's so bad. It was so bad. So I'm just looking at um, the eighth edition Empire book here. It's still crediting authors. In the oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, my mistake then. And I and I was reading the masthead in the actual core rulebook too. So yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's a sixth edition, seventh edition, forty k type thing. And it okay. was yeah, largely. Actually, you're right. It was probably the fifth edition Grey Knights Matt Ward, and then sixth edition. I wonder what the first uncredited book is. I bet it's sixth edition. And there was Robin Credits who wrote Tyranids, and people were really upset about that book. I remember that specifically. That might have been the sixth edition Tyranid book. Yeah, it seemed like the... Uh, maybe it was because people uh, weren't used to an insane pace. Like, we kind of get pissed when, like, the drip slows, right? Like, we're like... We, we, we are we now. Get the, we get the shakes. Like, we see babies crawling on the ceiling if there's not a new army book coming out. It's like when I started this hobby, Imperial Guard was like a three, four month release. Like, yeah. over multiple white right. dwarfs. And now we're like, I haven't had a codex in three and a half weeks? What is this shit? Well, I remember like third, so third edition 40K was what I played when I was a, you know, a stinky teen. And I, I more or less stopped before fourth edition. But like, for years after that, I would occasionally pop into like a, a game store and be and like just check like is there a new orc book I could look at the pictures on? Yeah. You know, I, it just there never was like it was always the same oh. book for years, years and years and years. So yeah, it's, I hear old old man Reese refer to this all the time, where how like, you kids don't know how good you got it. Yeah, no kidding. With your, with your speedy release pace, but um. What you guys don't yeah. know is we actually played a video of Reese talking there. Uh, that was not about <laughs> voice. That was literally Reese. Ever since I stopped a podcast and I've aged tremendously. Yeah, man. I have to say, though, his voice has gotten a lot cleaner. He lost all that vocal. Now, that, like, now that he doesn't really have good. to, like, you know, record off his laptop every week. <laughs> that was a filter, actually. Uh, I believe it was oh, a yeah. camel filter. He could remain anonymous. It's he's yeah. auto-tuned. Witness protection. <laughs> So anyway, it, I'm just, I guess I'm blathering on about all this shit because it's just very fascinating to, to compare this era of Games Workshop, games development on a game that, by the way, when you look at some of these names, they're the same guys. 
Yeah. Like, yep. Like, we got, uh, who we got here? We, who we got here? So this is the Empire Army book released in 2010 or so. Mm-hmm. We've got Robin Credis, Matthew Hubday, Jervis Johnson, Phil Kelly, Mark Latham, Adam Troke, Jeremy Vitox, Sarah Whalen. Adam Troke. Isn't that the and gentleman who presents for Warhammer Community now? I, I believe so. <laughs> I did not know that. So, so yeah. there's a lot of dudes, a lot, a lot of dudes and dudette. Um, yeah. That you know are still you know lifers over there, and a lot of them are still heavily involved in the studio and making games. Some longevity, Danny. You were saying, and Val, you touched on this a little bit that a lot of competitive 40k players kind of came over from fantasy. Feels um, like it. Would you say, Danny, that you were mainly like a fantasy player back in the day, and kind of what? Oh, for sure. What drove you over to 40k then? Prize support. <laughs> I, you, dude, I'm to, not kidding. To, totally fair. No, I, I was. I, so I liked I liked 40k. Okay, it was all right. More people played it, and so if I went to a tournament, I could win prize support money, and I bought fantasy models. Like, I mean, seriously, as Gene, like the first like few, probably the first year that I played in 40k tournaments at tier one, I just bought fantasy models with all my winnings. I didn't buy any 40k models. <laughs> so like, that was my thing. Like, I'd play 40k, and I'd be like, okay, well, I'll take the store credit. And then, like, go buy something I really want for my next, like, fa- for my next fantasy army that I want to play. Steam tank. Yeah. I want a steam tank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, honestly, what it was is I spent a lot of money buying a lot of dwarves for my wife because she wanted to play dwarf army. So, uh, Sweet. So, yeah. And um, did she? Yeah. She learned how to play and everything, dude. She dude, was that's like. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, we had a couple of we had a couple of pretty toxic people in our local fantasy community, and I, she didn't want to go to tournaments because they were awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems. I think we were sort of on a line there of <clears throat> just it felt really, and I think uh, the fan base in general felt really kind of stuck in their ways and yeah, that's really true. resistant to stuff. Maybe that's why they got this. We got the silent treatment for so long. Maybe maybe Games Workshop is what you know what guys are on timeout. We're gonna hang out in Nottingham. We're gonna do no no. We're not gonna tell you how invisibility interacts with stomps. <laughs> yeah, no, not happening. We're gonna no. You figure you figure it you figure it out. Every Val, time we're talking the same era. We're talking the same era. Every no, no, time wow. they complain, they add another year in between fantasy that's releases. <laughs> that's why Reese was always like, "Be nice to these guys, all right." When you're giving feedback, be be cool. Now he's an old now he's an old lady teacher <laughs> nagging us. Reese is a man of a million faces and voices. He's, uh, I believe, he was an assassin in in, in Game of Thrones. Um, a faceless man is that? <laughs> he's a faceless <laughs> man. He's a faceless man. Um. You put that image in my head, and now you're going to be mad when I come up with a title that has nothing to do with Warhammer. I just want to point That's that fine. out. That it's on you. It's okay. I, I don't think we have to worry so much about SEO on Mob Rules, but maybe it would help. I don't know. Oh, no. it definitely would. <laughs> now, 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 Val, he just doesn't care. No. He doesn't care what happens to 40K. He's like, I'm done with this. I'm too old to care about this shit anymore. I'm, I'm too, now he's just rigs from freaking yeah, lethal weapon. I'm, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> But like, but seriously, uh, like, so like it was, it seemed, it seemed gross. Like it didn't, doesn't seem like it was a nice, like online world to be exhibiting. And I'm not saying that these days it's nice. But um, the tournaments, Val, the tournaments were way better. Like in my opinion. Like way better, like uh, quality of people wise or what? Y- you, I mean, sure. Yeah, I agree. And they were also like, I mean, that's, not, that's not my words. Those are your words. 
there's a lot of there's there was a uh, you like there was a lot more drinking if that okay. if that makes sense like yeah. so flagons were going around. Yeah, All of your yeah. models are on little trays, so you can be a little less you know shaky <laughs> with the oh, movement. No, 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 no. Oh, there were skirmisher drinkers. Well, uh, no, John, <laughs> you had to be precise. That was super important. That was oh man. If you want to see me get like nitpicky about some shit. Ask me to ask ask somebody to wheel their unit and then they end up and let's talk because I'll be I'll be pissed. Like got a compass pissed. out and a protractor. Let's do this. How yeah, far dude. was that movement? I can see your face right now, like just the serious, oh. the point at the table. Like no, no, I, you I, cannot I make it. Get away with it like once, and then I'd start putting my finger down where the like where their tape measure ended, and I'd be like, no, no, it's not going any further than this. <laughs> like <laughs> no, just no, super no, passive no. aggressive hey, shit hey. like that. Like I'd have hey, to hey, because. Hey, hey, hey. But like that game is like you, is movement potentially one and a quarter inch. Like yes. movement is super important in fantasy. It's why. So okay. Um, what was the thought? I wanted to finish. Uh, shit. Oh, one. I mean, this is a game where one army is literally drunk. Uh, the uh, the dwarves <laughs> are just always wasted, and another army, which is an army I am desperate to get my hands on. I on mushrooms all the time. Just fucking stoned out of their minds, hallucinating (laughs) and tripping balls. That's awesome. I think, I think, and like that is, they literally eat magic mushrooms to do magic with. (laughs) It's awesome. There is also nothing better than a couple of fanatics jumping out and just fucking up your entire line by going the wrong way. He's sure. just freaking out, man. He's just having a bit of a bad trip. And what does he do? He picks up a ball and chain and uh, uh, just goes yeah. out in a spinning glaze of glory. That's they, a live they, action. They can eat magic mushrooms and they get better at spellcasting because, they, you know, they get more imaginative. Yeah. That can make sense. You can see you the know? color. You can, you, can, you can taste the rainbow. <laughs> you can literally taste the rainbow. That's right. Uh, the forest goblin shamans used to let spiders bite their tongue. Like, and so they were infused with a vent, like they would, so they would hallucinate off of being like high on spider venom. It was like licking frogs. It's beautiful. It's an yeah, amazing yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> where was the online haunts, Danny? Like back in the day, because like 2000, 2006, we're starting to like message boards, things like Bolter oh. and Chainsaw, things important. Where, yeah. where was uh, the Warhammer Fantasy place? So, like, so the hardcore tournament players were at warhammer.org. Uh, d- d- uh, I'm gonna jump on the way back machine right here. Yeah. It might still exist. Like, for real, it might still be there. Because it was the home of the ETC for a long time. .co. Um, Yeah, .co.uk. Someone else has the warhammer.co.uk URL? Something like that. Games Workshop owns it now. Okay. It went right to GW, the homepage. Beautiful. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, that place, Warseer, Portent were, were big were big fantasy places too, um, yep. although less good. Um, I remember Portent was uh, Portent was uh, Portent uh, was uh, really <laughs> was where I went for rumors. Yeah, I, you know, look at like. Do you what, remember? I don't know Harry? where the photos came from. What did they do? Develop them? Friggin. Take him down. Take him down the library. Scan him in. Like scan him in. Yes. How do you get? How do you get photos into the computer box in those days? How oh, depressing man. were the rumors on a release schedule of one edition every six years? Though, what kind of rumors were you getting? Oh, I, uh, I mean, you're looking at like less than an army book. Like, like probably two or, army books or a year. year. Three. Yeah. yeah. Like Let's a quarter, have, uh, you get a release. 
Let me see here. Um, so, um, eighth edition. So, eighth edition releases in two thousand nine. I do believe we said right. Yeah. Um, eighth edition was a little bit more picked up because they wanted to release all yeah, the except, army books. Except if, uh, the first army books I see released here. Um, so yeah, it released July twenty ten. The first army book is Orcs and Goblins in March twenty eleven. Can you imagine what? that? <laughs> That's bizarre. Okay, yeah. And then they have three and twenty. I mean, they're on a they're on a blazing pace. Yeah, they they're doing about four a year. Oh nope. Uh, twenty twelve Empire. Twenty twelve. There's two. Twenty thirteen. There's yeah yeah. They're going on a blaze of glory. There's five, and then two more dwarfs. Wood elves. There's yep. a good trivia question. Final Warhammer army book it was ever what released. Elves. Yeah. Pour one out for them. I played them in my last 8th edition Warhammer tournament. I remember specifically. In a touching tribute to the old world, Danny brought his wood elves. In a touching tribute, he brought the latest hotness to a tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the joke is on you, John, because that was like a year before the whole edition ended. So, like, (laughs) right. That's uh, when they were getting excited for the Book of Nagash. So, uh, but that tournament, like, it was the last event. We all saw the AOS rules and we're like, it was like an like one person described it as an Irish wake. Like oh, man. Everyone was just getting super drunk and depressed about like their favorite game going away. So, so I might say that we've I think we've painted a, a nice I don't know what the word actually means, but I'm gonna just call it a pastiche of of the history of 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 Warhammer. It's surprisingly interesting uh, and in depth conversation, and people are going to be very disappointed, but also happy. <laughs> I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be upset. This is what ADHD does, guys. You go, you go. Um, I don't know. There's no words that came out after that. Um, it's all but soundboard. I got super into reading about this shit. So this is. So you just said you went to an Irish wake. The game is dead. Eighth edition. Yep. Good night. It's finished. Done. And then there's this thing that happened. Uh, where people we were kind of talking about before, where people kept playing in very small numbers, like the 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 the, the communities and groups that are still engaged in this are like thousands, and uh, like I don't I don't see a lot of if that I don't see a lot of activity in a lot of these Facebook groups I've been poking around in and, and Reddit groups. The but never nudes of the Warhammer. The never nudes. <laughs> there's there, tens there, of us. There's tens of us. Um, there's but they're out there, right? Um, and uh, very specifically, there was an attempt, I think, by some to carry the mantle uh, of, you know, whatever a ninth edition could have been. And there's three games that appeared uh, to try and fill this, this square base void. Uh, Kings of War, which is a new fluff, new new mechanics type game that's supposed to be sort of rank and, and flank type action. And um, we yeah. long time listeners know how I feel about Mantic. So yeah, we can, oh, man. We, yeah, we can burn fast those. Don't even care. I'm just I'm just recapping. We sure. have the ninth age, which ETC, so the European team championship, again, much like maybe this is where my idea that fantasy was the real players game. Pretty sure ETC, the big the big tournament was fantasy. I don't think it mm-hmm. really yeah. was forty K. It was um, created for that for that game. Sure. Uh, and like, and I think a lot of the players like drag their feet over to to. I, I know that like in Canada anyway. I know Chris Haynes can hammer the the venerable podcast was a former fantasy podcast. I used to listen to it all the time because it was one of the better. Oh man, that was another thing. There was a lot of good fantasy podcasts. They're ne- they're nowhere to be found anymore. They've all yes. they've all been taken down. I can't find shit. Yeah, um, there's a couple of good ones of people just sort of like. You know, keeping a vigil. Um, I've been enjoying uh, uh, a 
I can't remember. Oh, The Old World Lives. I've been really enjoying that too. Some oh, very okay. nice oh. people talking. Um, with, uh, I think there's either I think they're Finnish. It's unfinished to me. Um, but anyway, uh, and now because you know we're we're really lubricated. I think I think we've warmed up, um, and and this conversation is is feeling good. I discovered something called, uh, unironically, WAP, WAP, the Warhammer, <laughs> the Warhammer Armies project, which I've you know in the few times I've commented about, it, I try I've, I've tried to change it to nine WAP, so that at least. <laughs> I don't so giggle you know every time. How many of them there are? Like, I, I, what, I mean, I mean, they're, they're out there. I mean, there's people out there the trying. Old, the old WAP. There. Um, so, like, well, not nine. What ninth? So that's basically ninth edition. And this is a this is a guy who uh, actually started ten years ago. So before the game was even dead, because he was bringing back to life um, some of the books that had been neglected. Dogs of War. Um, yeah. I think he wrote a new Bretonium. Um, so he was basically updating books that clearly weren't coming back and then when the game ended he just carried on creating a new edition and uh this me me taking over this podcast stems from being like <laughs> hey uh danny apparently likes fantasy have oh, you heard God. about this like basically you know uh fanfic edition uh, which is fully supported like this not only that yeah. guys if you have any interest in the lore um and every single uh, piece of IP that existed in Warhammer Fantasy quickly before the C&D drops. I was going to say there is a lot of official <laughs> art on this site. Because the, yeah. the, the old world, the old world's a coming, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they're sharpening their, their pencils. Um, yeah. uh, so they basically go, go and download on the catalogs because there's like, I think the orc, the, the, uh, the green skins or the orc and goblins book, some like 300 pages um the uh the empire book is in this is in a similar league um so like he's just he's just amassed and and concentrated so much of what was before that clearly gw just doesn't care about like i i have to feel like like uh creative assembly just was like going through the trash and was like hey uh you guys using this ip and then they're like <laughs> ah. And then they were like, can we uh, make an incredibly popular video game out of this? And they were like, yeah, sure, go for it, guys. Um, and this guy has been making a video, a, a game uh, based on 8th edition, like a, a, as, a, as, a, as an evolution of, of the 8th edition game. And I was wondering, Danny, had you had a look at it? I have. So I've actually played uh, like three or four games of this. How? Uh, in the past. What's that? How? Like with <laughs> oh, people? Oh, I just... Uh, yeah, I knew I knew some guys, and I'm like, hey, I know you've got some square-based armies. You want to try give this a try? And they looked at it, and they were instantly like, awesome. Like, because I've had some friends who I played Ninth Age with a bit. Um, yep. I I technically am on a Ninth Age team, I think, still. I've definitely put <laughs> it in a group chat still. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, but this, anyway, is a, um, this is a Ninth Age chat? Oh. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I knew some guys. Uh-oh. Oh, he froze up. Big GW cool. found the stream. Um, <laughs> no, I'm literally going through this this site here, uh, the the website, and uh, like this, I feel what? this Sorry, is not wait. long. I'm oh, yeah. Are you back, Danny? I was going to say I feel like this site isn't yeah. long for the world with the old world coming. Um, but please continue yeah. with your experience of it. They gotta get on on Wahapedia server 
stat like yesterday. <laughs> get, 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 them, get them in Russia. Get, we need Verskolaev's fucking we, phone number. We need sure Edward like Snowden to take an interest long. in this uh, so he can host it in Russian <laughs> servers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, I knew some guys at Square Basis. We all we all really like to play Warhammer Fantasy, and so yep. um, I'm like, hey, let's 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 throw down, try these out, take a look. And so they were all excited that this was like more the fluff and background of Warhammer Fantasy than Ninth Age has you know kind of morphed into. That's and right. it was a little bit easier to kind of slip those shoes back on, so to speak, to get back into the game. Oh yeah, um, I mean, so uh, and the blatantly stealing all of it is is was a, it's a good <laughs> right. move. I mean, it was prescient, really. I mean, well. I think the ninth age guys are probably like, shit. Why did we do that? <laughs> um, you mean we could have yeah, just it's, it's... stolen all of it? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's really fun. Uh, the rules changes are more balanced, um, and I like that they've added some of the cooler Age of Sigmar units um, to a lot of the different armies, so you can I run those that. as well. Um, you haven't seen that. Well, I just, I guess I'm just not familiar enough to pick up on, on stuff like that. Uh, like, for example, let's go to the old, well, Empire obviously doesn't have anything cool. What about uh, well, the like old For Greens? instance, uh, they added Gorgruntas into the Orcs and Goblins book. Um, oh, like the big, the, okay. Yeah, like the big boar riders and the Orc Brutes uh, from there as well. I think the Mock Rushers in there too, the big Wyvern. Um, uh, yeah, I the, guess they you know, might be able to work. Yeah, I, I, th- I mean, it's still, it fits like kind of, seamlessly into the range still because i mean the black work models are the same as the as the iron jaws ones so um i mean it it looks it looks all fine together uh like my dark elves for instance i added the uh like the kenari and the melusai so the like this like the uh, medusas and the, the harpies mm-hmm. and there was medusas and harpies and dark elves before so it's again like straight ad um but yeah that kind of stuff is really cool and uh they look great with the ranges and you get to add some new models to your army which was fun um yep yeah um, yeah, just as I was saying before, so the Orc and Goblins book here is 236 pages. Um, let me just see if this is actually, if my, if my, if I'm, if I'm being hyperbolic about this or not, um, gravity, no, what the fuck, ninth edition for the army, there we go, no, that one, Forces Border, uh, Empire, okay, let's get the Empire here, Empire, 264 armies project pages. Yeah, ninety six eighth edition pages. Yep. So yeah, a lot of content in there, guys. A lot of content. Like every unit has a full page of fluff before its rules, um, which is the way it used to be. Everyone, mm. in case you didn't know, I didn't know. Did Did you yeah. f- you feel like uh, he might have applied for a job and they said no and he's like, well, I'll just make your game better anyway. Um, <laughs> I I get everything to me, and this has actually been one of the reasons I think I've been attracted to sort of going for a little romp in the old world. Is uh, well, one, it's very nostalgic for me, like, even more so than 40k, because it was the I mean, when, I, when I first started playing Warhammer, um, my friend was like, "Nah, don't play 40k. That's for dummies." I was like, "Oh, really? Yeah, it's too easy. You should play Warhammer Fantasy." And he played yeah. Undead, and uh, and he later played Eldar and destroyed me in both games. But as I so like the first it was just models easier I, in one of them. I, I, uh, he was the first guy who understood dice odds in our group. So like he understood that like if it's a four up, about half the time he's going to hit, and then he probably wants to roll as many dice as possible. No one else got that for years. Um, 
But anyway, I digress. Um, uh, yeah, so the first models I bought were all Empire Pewter dudes, and it was sure. onerous. Like, I mean, those were 20 bucks at Blister in the late 90s. Oh, wow. Um, I think. I feel like I feel like it was more than... I feel like I could buy one blister a week on 15 bucks. Yeah, it was about 15 bucks a blister. Um, so, like, uh, that was a very long time putting them all together. Um, and anyway, um, so, yeah, the other thing is, is that it's been nice being free of, I don't know, the GW uh, moaning echo chamber that yeah. we're kind of stuck in right now. Um, and it's been nice to go to a place that's just, like, all possibilities rather than um you know what what's wrong and all that kind of stuff and that might just be the crowds i i, I roll in and well, sort of state of the tournament scene right now and stuff sure sure know. you know but i think that no i think there is a lot of whining but like right the people who aren't interested in this game because it's not there's no buy-in for it they're not they don't they don't whine about it because they don't have to play it right there's not that that financial incentive to make sure that the game is better so like people don't complain about the rules they're just they're just excited to push their models around. Sure. I think just kind of the people that it attracts, I guess. Yeah. And I, I wonder like even the, the I listened to the, the creator of this on a, a couple different shows. Um, and uh, I, from what I gather, he can't actually play like the game's so dead where he lives that he can't actually Aww. test his rules. So he just releases them and takes feedback in his discord. Uh, so like it's, it's all sort of, um, it's all theory hammer for him with playtesting done by others. The Discord seemed fairly alive, I want to cool. say. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been it, interesting. Can I join? Hmm? No loud. Can you send me the link for that? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, we'll do. We'll, we'll take that one. This off. is great <laughs> content that we're creating here, by the way, guys. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. I'm sure there's lots of people who are like, yeah, yeah, I remember that, and then they're gonna yeah. feel feelings that they haven't felt in a long time, like goodness and like <laughs> warmth and we just call the episode and and, and, and uncynical uh, joy of like looking at cool minis you haven't seen in a long yeah. time we'll just like, touch of a human we're gonna call the episode <laughs> how, how to enjoy warhammer again and we'll just mm -hmm. be very misleading with it and if you've got that's to right. this point that's on you that's right um you know they have the non-flat logo design you've got uh i can never remember the fancy word shit bad anecdote um so the game itself like eighth edition moving on um oh man it's a very fancy word that i always get it's thrown at me and i'm like damn it i gotta google that again um warhammer eighth edition so uh, this is again one of those uh things fantasy was kind of caught in a death cycle um because um, well, no one's buying it because they weren't making anything interesting for it. The cycles were longer and longer. They stopped supporting things, and then they exploded it. Um, but also, there's a, there's a bit of a cynical take, which I think is probably not cynical. It's probably accurate. That Warhammer 8th Edition is kind of like the Armageddon of, like, Armageddon rule set of fantasy in the sense that, like, the size of the bricks of infantry. And I've always wondered, like, how big are these bricks of infantry? Because I've heard people talk about this for years, like that eighth edition got way too bloated, and they're big friggin' blocks of infantry. Because like yeah. I play orcs, so I'm like, oh man, I got thirty man mobs. Who gives a shit? Like, come on, how big could they get? We're talking like fifty, sixty. Danny, how big was your blocks? So I would say normally, <laughs> oh, I got some big blocks, John. Big blocks, baby. Uh, <laughs> V8. 
I mostly played elves, but I would say that the biggest block I took in eighth edition of elves was 50. I took a block of 50 spearmen a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I would say normally your units are like between 20 and 30 guys, but that's still 30 guys in a unit, even if like something elite, relatively speaking. Um, yeah. so that's and again, expensive. there are that's $40 unit easily, easily. And there are like, there are people who play 40 K and are like, yeah, so what? Like I got pretty, but like most people in 40 K don't play horde armies. And like, this is basically predicating the entire edition on horde armies. So I can see how that was a tough pill to swallow for well, anyone. Wanting wasn't to that sort it. of like all of the games at that point were escalating size up and up and up and up and up until very recently when everyone, they increased the points by 20% or whatever it was for the start of, was it eighth edition, Danny? I think it was, or ninth. Like that the, was a ninth thing. The ninth. sort of ninth, right? They increased the points to reduce the army size down. Like it was kind a, of. a natural way to kind of take care of that blow. I don't think I don't think that I don't think that worked with I don't think that neck. stuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh wait, well, wait a minute. We're making the army small. Though. Did uh, who made this decision? You fired. <laughs> Get the fuck out. And he started the honest war gamer. No. Oh. <laughs> nah. 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 Um, the thing I was trying to say before um, that I so really interrupted you. Oh uh, no, just that like I get how like I now understand the context of like how kind of absurd it was, and also the points seem pretty high. Like standard twenty, the, the standard army size for tournaments was twenty four hundred points. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five hundred points. So like on top of like there being like because that's another thing I kind of thought about. I was like, hey man, if the army. <laughs> If uh, if the thing was that the, there is too many models, why not just like play with but like points? Okay, but the thing is, is it slowly crept, right? First it was two thousand, then it was twenty one fifty, then it was twenty two hundred, yeah, then it was twenty four hundred, then it was twenty five hundred. But like it kept slowly creeping up those points, and like nobody wanted to go back down because they're like, oh no, I like having this extra unit in my list and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. So whenever they would vote on this stuff, it was overwhelmingly like, no, we're not doing that. And so there's an argument made that, um, cause I, I kind of want to make uh, a, a podcast series, uh, with Peter, the Falcon, uh, called who killed Warhammer fantasy. Um, and I, I, like there was an episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like who killed the electric car, you know, that's yeah. uh, for all you kids out there. Um, that was a documentary uh, made probably in the year 2002 or so. Tom Hanks was in it. Um, yeah. Like I like, cause, and I really wonder, like I look at a lot of this stuff and I'm like the community killed. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a really short series cause it's a 30 second YouTube video of you and Peter just pointing at the screen and be like, it was you. You did it. You dick. <laughs> but there's fault. also like, there's also a good concept. I think it's a decent concept because you, you know, you can also argue that, you know, Maybe the maybe the Great Recession killed it because it slowed the studio down. Maybe uh, Games Workshop killed it because they they do Games Workshop stuff every now and again. Um, you know, like I don't know. I think it's an interesting question. But that is all to say, what does WAP what does WAP solve about maybe some of the grumbly bits of you know Eighth Edition where the old world uh, left off? Um, well, uh, so they did some, to do. They they did some some nice rules changes. I think honestly. Um, there was some stuff that was pretty not fun, like specifically the magic phase. I think they did a good job of, of kind of limiting how effective that was. Cause like, okay, for example, right. Rob Symes, 
his handle on Twitter is six dice skills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes from Warhammer Fantasy Eighth Edition, where the goal of it was to cast a big spell, roll six dice always on something mm. super powerful, like a big spell, and that could cripple your opponent's army. So, like that, that that's why his name is that way. Yeah, don't go. <laughs> Purple Sun, uh, Dwellers Below, uh, which was a pot, which was another great Australian-based Warhammer Fantasy podcast. The Dwellers Below, it's per, per, good name for him. Yeah, it's also sound like um, great new metal bands. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, so there was a bunch of big spells like that that were just way overpowered um, and could just like first of all, like characters were normally pretty safe when they were inside units, but not against these big spells. Like they had a good chance of just like instantly dying. Um, which sucks when you spend two or 300 points on a Lord character inside of a unit. Um, it's hard to come back from that. Right. Uh, so they kind of limited the amount of dice that you can throw spells at, um, uh, and, uh, kind of changed around miscasts a little bit. So it's a little bit, uh, it's not quite as harsh. Your opponent always has the ability to kind of stop that stuff. And they changed the spells so that they're not quite so powerful. So, Okay. Uh, yeah, but ultimately, I think they did a good job with that stuff. That's cool. Um, yeah, because like obviously, I'm um, <clears throat> so not obviously, but in this fever dream, I started. I haven't been following the uh, use model scene as much as I once did, but then I've, obviously now that I've got the I got the fever for, for this <laughs> this uh, antiquated line of miniatures, I, uh, I went. I uh, I got myself uh, an empire army. I ordered it. Nice. Up. Well, from a guy out in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And he sent it. It's actually here. It's behind me in that, uh, that box right there. It's a oh, very wow. large box. It's a large box. What is Big that, box. a refrigerator box, Phil? That's right. It's a mini fridge of Empire models. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it's, it's a good it's a, it's a good size for us, and a lot of it's painted. I value painted miniatures tremendously mm-hmm. due to my extreme laziness and uh, lack of ability to focus on anything. Um, so yeah, so I, I just, as I'm doing that, I'm like looking at it I'm like immediately, like, as I was just thinking about, like, I want to play a game of Warhammer Fantasy. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to set up a game with someone who isn't gross. And yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll compromise on that. Maybe I'll come, maybe I'll go for the mountain. I'm coming for you mountain. Getting coming down to Welland. Reclaim my mom's former town. <laughs> Look out! Even though I've talked a ton of garbage about uh, mini wargaming, although I've always appreciated them for being employers in Welland, Ontario, they need they need the labor. Um, well, hey, they're innovators, Val. Like they were one of the first. They were one of the first. Yep, they're one of the first. They will. They've continued to to go, and they have a Warhammer themed hotel now, which yeah. is some, some Airbnb. They stay strange. in the Orc room. Uh, that's where <laughs> you and you and Mrs. Val's next honeymoon or anniversary. We just go stay in the Imperial bunker. Yeah, <laughs> definitely going to need to bring some Gothic dildos just to <laughs> mood up. Uh, it's studded <laughs> <laughs> with skulls for her pleasure. That's right. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, um. But immediately, because I was excited about 
the Warhammer Armies project, but immediate, almost immediately, I was like, "Well, you gotta go with the official rules." <laughs> <laughs> so I guess just to nearly con- immediately, I was like, "I ah, got, I probably should play Eighth Edition first. So kind and, of going uh, from this and kind of like, yeah, because the, what they're doing with WAP is great. They're fixing a lot of the the balance issues and some of the imbalances that Danny was talking about, which were like cause a bunch of feel bad moments throughout the game. We do know the old world is coming in a couple of years, which is not a couple of years, man. I don't know anything about it, but it's not a couple of years. They, they announced 2024, 2024, 20. Oh, well, it's okay. So even then it's coming real soon, which yeah, is the death nail really for like projects like this, especially ones that use like so much like official art. Where do you think the community goes from here? Because the concern on what you guys are saying is the nice thing about this this WAP community is the supportiveness and, and all this great uh, great stuff and how it's a break from maybe the more toxic uh, official GW community that's coming in right now. But reintegrating all of that back in, what does this do for the game for you guys? Or even the setting? Well, I'll let Danny speak more as an actual player in a in a hot minute, but I will speak as a as a as a as an enthusiast of observing the Warhammer subculture, and I will I will look back to uh, the seventh to eighth transition. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but people hated seventh sixth and seventh edition forty k so much that they played Horus Heresy. Yep, I have a sizable uh, Horus Heresy army. <laughs> right, like for, they, for that exact reason. That's 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 messed, right? Like so that that is like okay, you know what? Your game sucks so bad. I'm gonna give you four times as much money. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're play in, the same game with slightly different rules. Unless you're in New Zealand, <laughs> in which case I'm giving you slightly less money for the same size army. Oh, yeah, that's uh, as true. that worked at the time. But I guess some of so, my favorite so memories like, were Horus Harris. So I think so what I was gonna say what I was just gonna say is if there's an official version that is supported and um, not garbage. Uh, I would suspect that players would come back to it. That's my guess. Yeah. It's hard to disagree with that, right? Like, and that's the thing is any game is going to live or die by the community that it has associated with it. So like if you have players that you can actually play a game with, I mean, that's the game you're going to play. Right. How do you, how do you guys think it's going to do? When it's released, there's a lot of hype, but there's also, like I said, a lot of people with existing armies, um, a lot of people who are not going to necessarily go buy in all the way. So this is this is something too that has been rattling around in my brain. I went back and I looked at the I joke that Creative Assembly just took Warhammer Fantasy out of the trash, um, yeah. uh, but actually, um, Creative Assembly signed their deal with GW. I want to say in 2012. Yeah, exactly. they signed it before, like that game was created before Fantasy was dead. Well before. Well, actually, yeah. if it, like the accepted development timeline for a model range and game is about three years. That's about the cycle. So in 2012, Creative Assembly signs a deal to make a, a Total War game uh, based on the IP of Warhammer Fantasy. You gotta think, because three years later, AOS drops, you, you are those two things related? Like, I really, I like, this is so speculative. I have no idea. And I, and if they're not related, how do they connect? Because like, without a doubt, I think one of the, the main reason why 40 K, well, there's a couple of reasons. I think that 40 K eclipsed fantasy and popularity. One is something we talked about Lord of the Rings splitting off probably a good chunk of the, 
fantasy playing population, fantasy being undersupported. But Dawn of War existed for 40K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And drove like there's so there's a whole generation of 40k players that came directly from that pipeline of like, mm-hmm. you know, like you know I don't know what percentage of them would would convert into tabletop players, but twenty certainly lifelong fans of the IP and of, of like books and shit, and eventually maybe the models get their hooks in you, and so you have Total War, which Total War Warhammer, Total War Warhammer Two, and soon three, if I'm not mistaken, have been some of the best selling, most popular PC platform games in this stretch of time certainly in the strategy sphere and those people when they're interested uh in like getting um you know some fucking bretonians or like hey i want to take this out of the tabletop they go and they see a giant like war beetle uh and it's all this high fantasy shit that doesn't make any sense uh in the context of the low fantasy world of, of warhammer so they lose that that opportunity and i wonder if the reason why Total War Warhammer 3 was delayed was to line it up with the old worlds and give those people uh, the game on the tabletop that they haven't had access to for the last 10 years. Yeah, I think that makes sense to me. I and think also, it's very probable. Here's another, I would love to know this question. Creative Assembly, did they know that Games Workshop was going to vacate this IP or did they not know? Because I feel like they didn't know. I really they, do. Because, well, if they didn't know. How pissed are they? How pissed would you be? Oh, man, I'd be so mad. That feels like lawsuit territory to me. So well, and so with the interviews with the creators from, from Creative Assembly, like a lot of them are huge Old World fans. Right. So they really love the lore and everything else. And so I think they were, all, they were already bought into it when they started making the game. And that's clear. Like, I mean, especially in the, like, bromance uh, narrative being painted about, like, the creation of, of you know, Cathay and, and Kislev. You all right? Yeah, I'm just muting to cough off mic like a pro. That's, that's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute to cough like John. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Perfect. <laughs> but isn't GW's development cycle, like, two, three years? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, and, you, and you would have to think for like a project this size, then right about the time that that this license is being handed out, they've already started work on uh, end times, uh, and they've already started work on what certainly we'll end times. Like that's yeah, for right? sure end times. End times would have had to be a three year, like two three year cycle. So it, if it wasn't, well, so like because we're saying 2012 they ink it. I think Warhammer Total War comes out in 2016 because it comes out a year after I start playing. And I remember thinking, if this shit was out a year ago, I would have never gotten mixed up in all this garbage. I would have been free. I would have had thousands more dollars. I wouldn't know any of you people. I would have just been able the to live a normal-ass life. I would have just played, been a guy who played video games. And, you know, I'd know all my old friends still. Um, I wouldn't have to figure out what to tell them I did last weekend. It'd be a whole, new, a whole different timeline. But no, Creative Assembly took to 2016. I was fucked. However, so that is the thing. So, like, I, I find this a fascinating question, and I would love to, I don't know if we'll ever get to know, but, like, if they didn't, Danny, you seem to think that they didn't know, and mm-hmm. I think that's, if, if they didn't know, that's fascinating, too, because uh, how upset would you be? Or oh, would man. you be? Or would you be like, oh, shit, now this is ours. Now we don't have yeah. to worry about 
worry about them being up our ass. I think it's a double-edged sword. I think one, uh, the, I think there's a rumors that maybe one part of the, the Hydra doesn't talk to the other head. So licensing might not know oh, sure. what this person is doing over here. And then I think looking at the interviews with the Creative Assembly, imagine you're a giant old world fan and you're like, you can make the perfect Warhammer strategy game. Also, we're not doing anything with it anymore. So do whatever you want. It's fine. Right. Um, well, and, and they added new units to the game. Like mm-hmm. that don't that never have existed in Warhammer Fantasy, and they couldn't do that if that game was still going about. But always slavishly, well, maybe not slavishly, but pretty into all. All of the new units are based in lore. Oh well, mostly. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, if, I've, I've actually never really looked into it. Actually, yeah, there's all those mods that like attempt to make it more like accurate to lore. You're right. Um, so like, because there's some of like the super units that don't exist in Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah. Um. But anyway, super fascinating to me. And also, if they were in on it, if it was yeah. like, that would be like cool. if this is, be I, I like. Too. Sometimes I like to wear the like GW is actually like has like sees the matrix and is like <laughs> fucking ten steps ahead hat, which is an absurdity to me. Um, but uh, you know, I think they have about as much vision as I do. Like you know, sneaking out of the fridge in the middle of the night to find some some snacks without turning any lights on. That's about. <laughs> or maybe vision. Uh, creative assembly uh, they offered two contracts and like here this is how much we'll pay you if we don't support the game or here's this is how much we'll charge you if you don't support the game here's how much we'll charge you if we do support the game and they went for the cheaper option of the two which was the yeah, please, one. please stop making this game for us but like <laughs> what if what if it was 4d chess games workshop and they were like all right creative assembly this game is dead we hate the people who play it they suck we're gonna give you this and it's gonna be yours. You're gonna make so many people love this shit. Take this shit like head fast. Millions of people. You're gonna make millions of people. You're gonna grow like the, the fan base of this, and they're not gonna be able to get anything but from you. You're gonna have it. And then when we launch the third version, we're gonna bring it back. And we're gonna we're gonna bring it back. And then all those people, we're gonna just roll around in money. We're gonna have a money party. We're gonna rub it all over our bodies. That's what the new maybe factory that was, maybe that's what old is for, is for the doing. money rubbing. <laughs> and yeah, I heard about that. Like, yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, guys, this has been a fascinating chat, and I, I think we're going to have to turn regularly into um, Val's ADHD thoughts of the quarter. Um, okay. Because this no has turned into a, a great conversation for, like, uh, like, I don't play Warhammer Fantasy. I don't follow WAP. I'm not down with the WAP, um, so I didn't know what the hell we're going to be doing. Um, this has been like a really... Yeah, he's just like that dry Warhammer 9th edition. <laughs> yeah. Uncut. Content. Demons Gritty. on demons. That's what I want. Gritty. A lot of grit. <laughs> Viscous. Viscous Warhammer content is what this guy goes for here. But it was, like I said, a great uh, discussion about GW's business model, kind of like mm-hmm. some of the, the history of the game and, and even where you can go get your fix. I'm sure there's probably even a tabletop simulator mod for Warhammer. But Danny, again, I'm looking at you. You can't see because you're I mean, there must miles be. away. No, yeah. there's a, no yeah, there is. There's a tabletop simulator. There's also a program called Universal Battle, um, which is quite popular uh, for rank and flank kind of games because it's more two-dimensional. Yeah, that was the that was the OG. There used to be 40k version of that too that people yep. played before T- TTS. Yeah, yeah. That was actually it was all the it was all the ATC people were like playing on that. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> they probably just tried to make 40k work uh, 40k work on it. Amazing, yeah. Danny. It doesn't. And anything you want to add in here before we wrap on up? Uh, 
Just that, uh, yeah, I think Val is 100% correct there that they're that they're delaying this release because Kislev is supposed to be one of the armies that's coming out with us. Is, is kind of like Kath, uh, what, yeah, Kathy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see how that all works out. I'm very excited to see uh, the old world. Um, probably the most excited I've been about any war game, like pretty much ever, I would say. Wow. So, ever. Yeah, ever. I, uh, <laughs> I am. The last time I anticipated something, I said that. Um, Eight out of ten, it would be successful because they they just can't afford to screw it up, and that was in reference to the Warhammer app. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> make... <laughs> I'm gonna take a step back from this one. Then. <laughs> I'm just gonna let this one. I'm gonna play it as it lies. Um, it is it is being made by the Specialist Games Department, who can hustle like the four they guys. They've been. They also crank out content. Yeah, Titanicus uh, was super solid well, game system. Unless um, it's Horus Heresy, <laughs> but they clearly stopped giving Fires. a shit about Horus Heresy because 40k exists now. Like, right? You know, like there's <laughs> like that was a moment in the in time for them. So I don't. That's know. a different conversation. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you guys can talk breathlessly at me about that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll uh, be um, yeah. I'll be interested to see uh, how how it's handled. Will there be a new Ravening Hordes? Will they? Yeah. Will old books be new again? Will they just? Will they, Games Workshop's been releasing old books, like you could buy Rogue Trader shit. Will they just release? Will they just release sixth edition? Yeah, it's after all of the buildup. The old world is literally just sixth edition again. <laughs> oh man, just released. I'd be, I'd be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that on that note, Val, thank you so much for coming in here. You're trying uh, to end the show. I am trying to end this show right here. I'm wrapping it on up. So, like, I don't know. I mean, it, we were having a good time. Like, it's, it's, it's super. <laughs> we got we, we, we got we got to leave you wanting more uh, and to come on back for things. We didn't uh, even take a single commercial show. break. There was no whistling ad for people to complain about. Wow. Yeah. Who complains about that ad? So many people. It's our so number really? one complaint. Yeah. yeah. So it's many like, people. It's like a legitimate bit. Like that's how I thought you guys could do this show. So you actually have a bit. Like it's just comedy. It has nothing to do with forty k. No. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Um. But yeah, so like just just to wrap it up here because we're, we're we're approaching time, um, or we're we're over it now. You have it. Yeah, my time? producer is whispering in my ear. My, my producer is whispering in my ear. He tends to get a, he tends to get a little mad uh, when we reach the hour thirteen, hour fourteen uh, mark. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so okay, cool, uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm just going to be like a, a total asshole and wrap it up here. And it has nothing to do with the fact I have to be up in like six hours. Um, oh, I'm not muting. I'm just going to cough. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I got to use my cough button again. And, and it's for that reason that, yeah, we're cutting it off here. Val, thank you so much for even suggesting this. It's been great having you on, just kind of talking about this here. Yeah, no kidding. Any other ADHD thoughts you want to have about things, just let us know, and we'll set up a time for you to come. And, and just I like that you didn't take a breath and take over. Try and something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, good point. Always perfect. Nice, nice, uh, concise ending to the show. Yeah, this is great. Man. That's really great landing it on all. a dime there, Johnny boy. <sighs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha!